Hello everyone and welcome to Physician Assistant Study Session. I'm your host McKenna Morgan and today we'll be discussing rheumatological disease. Alright everybody, welcome to the final episode of orthopedics. As I mentioned today we'll be discussing rheumatology and I want to just kind of prepare you guys for this. It's not going to be as brief. There are a lot of different items that I think are very specific to each rheumatological disease. So it's not going to be that kind of quick and dirty um, podcast as we normally do. But I think that's kind of helpful because when you're given a question stem, you're given all of these items that really kind of point out, oh, this is what gout looks like, or this is what RA looks like. Um, So it's going to be a little more um, item heavy than normal. So without further ado, let's go and start with our questions. What results may be displayed in an arthrocentesis of a joint affected with pseudogout? Positively bifringent prism-shaped crystals. Define a swan neck deformity. This is hyperextension of the PIP with flexion of the DIP. What drug can be used in both acute and chronic gout, though it is not first line in acute gout? This is colchicine. Alrighty, so quick note before we get into the actual items on the topic list, I just wanted to take a moment to talk about some lab findings that are common with rheumatologic conditions. So first we have ANA, this stands for anti-nuclear antibodies. And what this is, it just shows antibodies against the self. This can be positive in healthy people and also can be induced by certain drugs and cancers. It's very nonspecific. CRP stands for C-reactive protein, and it's produced in the early stages of an inflammatory process. It's nonspecific. ESR stands for erythrocyte sedimentation rate. We also call this a SED rate. And it's just the rate at which the red blood cells settle. And again, it's nonspecific. And then a rheumatoid factor, it's an autoantibody to a fragment of IgG. And all of this stuff, I don't think you need to know exactly what these lab tests mean. Other than that, they could be associated with some inflammation. The main point I'm trying to get across here is that they are super nonspecific. So I'm not even going to mention them because there are so many diseases here that might have a positive ANA or they have an elevated SED rate. And that's pointless for you for boards. It's in the show notes of which ones may or may not have a positive one, but I'm not going to bother speaking them. So we're going to go ahead and start with uh, fibromyalgia. And this is chronic widespread muscle pain. It's most commonly in middle-aged women. And they often have associated fatigue and what we call a fibro fog. They just don't feel like they think as clearly. This is often a clinical diagnosis. And... Board-wise, they'll say diffuse pain in 11 out of 18 trigger points for a period longer than three months. I will note that this is not what we use clinically, uh, but for boards, 11 out of 18 trigger points is diagnostic for fibro. Treatment for this is primarily lifestyle. They need to move around, exercise, especially swimming is usually the big one. 
They can also take over-the-counter pain medications and also um, tricyclic antidepressants. So moving on, we have reactive arthritis. This is formerly known as Rider syndrome. And this is an autoimmune response to an infection elsewhere. And it affects young males most often. And this is described as a triad of arthritis, conjunctivitis, or uveitis, as well as urethritis. They may also have a condition known as keratoderma blenorrhagicum, which is a hyperkeratotic lesion on the palms and soles. This usually happens following a chlamydia infection, but may also follow a gonorrhea or a GI infection. Labs, they may often be HLA B27 positive. And as I had mentioned before, this is very similar to uh, ankylosing spondylitis. It's also young males. So how I remember this one is they can't pee, they can't see, they can't climb a, and I put bamboo tree to remind myself that it's associated with ankylosing spondylitis. And they can't sleep with me. So I know the traditional one you'll hear in uh, school is can't see, can't pee, can't climb a tree, which has expanded that a little bit. So they can't pee, that's urethritis, can't see, uveitis, can't climb a tree because they have arthritis, bamboo tree because it's like bamboo spine and ankylosing spondylitis, and can't sleep with me because it's usually following chlamydia or gonorrhea. Treatment for this, NSAIDs, and then treat their infection if they haven't already been treated. Moving on to gout. This is caused from uric acid, and most patients are under excretors versus overproducers, which explains why it's often associated with food consumption, because they're consuming more purines, and then they just can't excrete them. Uh, this is also associated with ACEs and ARBs, pyrazinamide, FM-butal, and TZD. So how I remember the acronym for the drugs that can induce gout is TAPE. So TZD, ACEs and ARBs, pyrazinamide, FM-butal. This affects men most commonly. And if it's of the first metatarsal phalangeal joint, this is called pedagra. And they'll present with a red, swollen, tender joint. You'll want to get an arthrocentesis. This is the gold standard for diagnosis of gout. And on that arthrocentesis, you'll have a negatively birefringent needle-shaped urate crystals. So negative birefringent, which just refers to how the light is reflected, needle-shaped. So ends and ends. They may also have what are called tophi. And this is a collection of solid uric acid. You can see them in where the skin is thin, such as the ears, eyelids, and fingers. And on x-ray, they may see rat bite erosions in a patient that has had this recurrently. Treatment, we divide this into acute treatment, which is NSAIDs such as indomethacin, but avoid aspirin. Second line is colchicine. Chronic, we can use colchicine, so we can use that in both acute and chronic. You can also use probenicid, which increases the excretion, as well as allopurinol, which decreases uric acid production. Moving on to the contrast with gout is pseudogout. This is the calcium pyrophosphate molecule. 
and this affects large joints, the knee being the most common. I actually got to see this in the knee arthroscopy. Uh, we were fixing a meniscus, and my uh, surgeon pointed out that, that was really cool. They, too, will present with a red swollen tender joint. Their arthrocentesis, though, is different. It is positively birefringent, prism-shaped. So we have positively prism pseudogout. So all the P's go together. Treatment again here is the same. It's NSAIDs. You can also give them a steroid injection. Colchicine, again, can be used in acute and chronic. And they get prophylaxis if they have more than three attacks per year. Moving on to juvenile RA, this is also called juvenile idiopathic arthritis. And this is defined as prior to age 16 and typically resolves by puberty. And there's three types. The first type, which is the most common type, is called oligoarticular. Oligo meaning few, so there are less than five joints involved in the first six months. They're typically large joints. And again, they're swollen, tender, and warm, but they're not red. They may also have concomitant anterior uveitis, so they need an ophthalmology referral if that is the case. And here is symptomatic treatment. The second type of JRA is called polyarticular, poly meaning many. And this is the most similar to adult rheumatoid arthritis, which we'll talk about later in this episode. Poly, so it's greater than five joints, involved during the first six months. And these are typically symmetric involvement. Eye involvement here is less common, but is possible. Treatment still is NSAIDs. And then the least common type is called systemic or stilled disease. And they have intermittent but daily fevers. And the big one here is they have a salmon-colored migratory rash. But again, the treatment is the same as NSAIDs. Moving next to lupus, this typically affects young females, as most autoimmune disorders do. This can also be drug-induced. We use the acronym the HIP drugs, hydralazine isoniazid procainamide. I've also heard quinidine can be lupus-inducing. And if it is drug-induced lupus, they will have a positive antihistone antibody. So again, drug-induced is positive antihistone antibody. They'll present here with joint pain, fever, and a malar rash, which spares the nasolabial folds. On boards, they may not necessarily use butterfly rash or malar rash, but they may say a rash on the face that spares the nasolabial folds. So be familiar with both of those descriptions. Another subtype here is called discoid lupus, and they'll have round erythematous patches on the face and scalp, so basically in the sun-exposed areas. They also may have systemic symptoms, such as pericarditis, uh, glomerulonephritis, retinitis, or Raynaud's. These guys are at risk for another condition called antiphospholipid antibody syndrome, and this puts them at an increased risk for clots, and they have frequent miscarriage. If you have a question about a female with a frequent miscarriage, think lupus and antiphospholipid antibody syndrome. Labs for all lupus patients, they often have a positive anti-double-stranded DNA. This is labeled as a DSDNA, as well as an anti-Smith antibody. 
These labs are very specific for lupus, but they're not necessarily sensitive. Treatment, NSAIDs or Tylenol for joint pain. Hydroxychloroquine for facial lesions. Lots of sun protection to help with the rash. May or may not use steroids. And drug-induced lupus will resolve once the drug is stopped. So that's uh, easy treatment there. Next up on the topic list is Sjogren's syndrome. And this is a disease that attacks the exocrine glands. It commonly is paired with rheumatoid arthritis or lupus. And they have what's called a sicca complex. They have dry eyes and dry mouth, also called xerostomia. And the dry eyes can be evaluated using what's called a Schirmer test, which will show decreased tear production. Specific labs for this, they have a positive anti-Rho antibody and a positive anti-La antibody. Treatment is very symptomatic. They'll get artificial tears and then pilocarpine for the dry mouth. This is a cholinergic drug. Next up, we're kind of switching gears. I actually organized today's topic list by the treatment. So if you notice, all the ones we just talked about, aside from fibro, were treated with NSAIDs. The next ones we're going to talk about are all treated with steroids. So first up is polymyalgia rheumatica, also called PMR. This affects females greater than 50 years old. Question stems phrase, they have pain and stiffness in the proximal joints. You'll often hear shoulder girdle or hip girdle. This is worse in the morning, but they're not weak. They have pain and stiffness, but they're not weak. Uh, they may also have, you know, fatigue, weight loss, low-grade fevers. This is associated with giant cell or temporal arteritis, which we'll talk about later. Diagnosis is clinical, but you may see an increased sun rate. And treatment here is low-dose steroids. Next one up is polymyositis. And this is progressive, symmetric, proximal muscle weakness. This is different than PMR, which is stiffness. Polymyositis is weakness. They usually don't have pain, but they'll complain of difficulty rising from a seated position or overhead motions. They also have an increased lit, uh, risk for interstitial fibrosis. And again, females more than males. Labs here, positive anti-JO1 antibody and a positive anti-SRP. They also may have an elevated creatinine kinase and an elevated aldolase, which I remember these are um, muscle breakdown markers, which makes sense with the increasing weakness. Paired with this is dermatomyositis, and they have the same weakness as polymyositis, but derm meaning skin, they also have skin man manifestations. And the three that dermatomyositis has is a heliotrope rash. And what this is, this is a blue or purpley upper eyelid rash. They may also have what's called Gotrans papules. And so it's a papular, so it's a raised lesion. They're red and scaly, often on the knuckles. And they may also have what's called a shawl sign, which is a rash in the area of where a shawl would sit. So again, dermatomyositis is polymyositis plus heliotrop rash, Gotrans papules, or a shawl sign. 
Dermatomyositis may have an anti-MI2 antibody. I remember this one because there's two M's in dermatomyositis. It's MI2. Treatment for both polymyositis and dermatomyositis is high-dose steroids. Next up is RA. There's a lot of little facts about RA, but I think they're all very specific to RA. Uh, again, it's autoimmune, so females more than males, and they'll complain of AM stiffness greater than an hour, which improves throughout the day, which is the case for most rheumatologic diseases. This affects the small joints most often in a symmetric distribution. And you'll have what's labeled here as a boggy joint. Here they have what's called a swan neck deformity. And here they're flexed at the DIP and hyperextended at the PIP. So if you put your fingers in that, it kind of looks like a little swan. They also may have what's called a boutonniere deformity, and this is like the flower arrangement, bring it back to prom. And this is hyperextension at the DIP and flexion at the PIP. So imagine it's the exact opposite of a swan neck deformity. These ladies will also present with ulnar deviation at the metacarpophalangeal joints. On labs, they'll have a positive anti-CCP antibody. And the CCP stands for cyclic citrullinated peptide. This is very specific for RA. So know that anti-CCP antibody goes with RA. On x-ray, they'll have progressive osteopenia with erosion. And it's a very destructive disorder, but it spares the DIP. I think it's interesting. Treatment, they're going to get DMARDs. That stands for disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs, such as methotrexate. That's our first choice to prevent the disease from progressing. And then they also get NSAIDs for pain management. So again, DMARDs to prevent it from getting worse, NSAIDs for their pain. We only have one left. We're kind of moving quickly through this today. So the last one on our list is systemic sclerosis, also called scleroderma. Sclera means to harden. And this is a progressive hardening of the connective tissues. So they'll have tight, shiny, thickened skin. Again, female more than male. There are two subtypes here. There's the limited, which has a better prognosis which will have a positive anti-centromere antibody. And limited scleroderma has what's called Crest syndrome. And this stands for calcinosis cutis, Raynaud phenomenon, esophageal motility disorder, sclerodactyly, and telangiectasias. So calcinosis cutis, that's just calcium deposits in the skin. The Raynaud phenomenon, is that the hands will turn white, blue, then red in response to cold or stress. And this basically is a condition of vasospasm. And then again, esophageal motility disorder, sclerodactyly, telangiectasias. The other subtype is diffuse systemic sclerosis, and they'll have an anti-SCL, so scle, like scleroderma, 70 antibody. And this is the same as limited, but they also have involvement in the trunk and proximal extremity. And it increases the risk for internal organ involvement, unfortunately. 
treatment for this, DMARDs, steroids, calcium channel blockers if they have Raynaud's, and then otherwise you're treating symptoms. Uh, another thing to kind of note here is if you have a patient in, um, we'll kind of touch on this when we talk about hypertension, I think it's a good point to remember. If you have a patient with Raynaud's and they need a hypertensive medication, they are going to get a calcium channel blocker to help with the vasospasm. Okay. Hopefully I didn't go too quickly this week. It's short and sweet. You can put it on repeat. That'll be nice. Uh, I will also mention that I skipped polyarteritis nodosa. I am skipping that and covering it in a different chapter. I think it fits better with uh, GU, I believe, is where I'm going to put it. So, all right. So ending with some questions. What disease may present with a shawl sign? And this is dermatomyositis. Remember, this is polymyositis plus skin manifestation. What lab is most specific for RA? Anti-CCP antibody. Anti-cyclic citrullinated peptide antibody. What results are expected of a joint affected with gout? This is negatively birefringent needle-shaped crystals. All right, five takeaway points from today. A malar rash, aka a rash that is spares the nasolabial folds, is associated with lupus. Number two, Ryder's syndrome, aka reactive arthritis. They can't see, they can't pee, they can't climb a bamboo tree, and they can't sleep with me. Number three, proximal AM joint pain and stiffness. Think polymyalgica rheumatica. Number four. Rheumatological diseases are treated with NSAIDs, steroids, or DMARDs. If it's destructive, such as RA or scleroderma, they get a DMARD. If it's muscle in the name, myo or Maya, they get a steroid, except for fibro. Everything else gets an NSAID in some fashion. Again, I'm going to repeat that. Rheumatological diseases are treated with NSAIDs, steroids, or DMARDs. If it's destructive, they get a DMARD. If it's muscle, and that they have myo or Maya in the root, they get a steroid, except for fibro. And everything else gets an NSAID of some sort. Hopefully that made sense. And number five, swan neck and boutonniere deformities are associated with rheumatoid arthritis. All right, everybody, that concludes PA study sessions chapter on orthopedics. Again, I appreciate you guys tuning in every week. Please head on over to the website, check out all of our resources there. Subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Share us with your friends. Follow us on Facebook at PA study sesh. Please email me any questions, comments, concerns you have. My email address is PA study sesh at gmail.com. And next week, I have decided that we're going to be discussing cardiology because a PA board review podcast would not be complete without a substantial cardio section. So we're going to start tackling that. And so next week we'll be discussing conduction disorders. So enjoy your week and have a great day.